there's a saying that most of us have heard that says there's no place like home. But with the Memphis Grizzlies, it's it's really no place like home. 33-5 and five record at home now this season. The best in franchise history. The first time the Grizzlies have reached 33 wins. And they still got three more home games left this season. We want to talk about what makes this team so dominant after their latest 113-108 victory against the Orlando Magic at home. Coming up right here, right now on Locked on Grizzlies. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? I am your host today, DeMichael Cole. Um, welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I want to appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in today to Locked on Grizzlies here to recap what a wonderful. I mean, at one point, the Grizzlies was up 23 points. Then they were up eight points. And then the magic, I think the last minute of game time took probably 15 minutes of real time. Those, mag- those pesky magic team just would not go away but the Grizzlies got the win got their 12th straight home win and in the process set a franchise record for 33 wins at home this season congratulations to the Grizzlies on that historic achievement and we're going to break all that down and more on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies but before we get to that today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM managing your basketball franchise then guess what this is the game for you and all you have to do is go download the game now just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or you can look it up on your app store our listeners you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps, L O C K E D ON in all caps to get a 100% free boost to their franchise in the game. Uh, again, want to appreciate you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Make sure you continue to tune in everywhere Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen, we are there. And look, if you listen, one thing you've heard me talk about, one thing you've heard my co-host Joe Mullinax talk about when he's on the podcast as well is the Grizzlies don't play around at home. This team doesn't play games at home, and just watching them all season long, uh, this has been one of the most dominant runs I've seen You know, with the Grizzlies, what they've done at home this season, what they've done over this stretch, as I mentioned earlier. There are a lot of streaks in play here. Overall, the Grizzlies have won seven games in a row. But overall, 33-5 and five at home this season. And on top of that, 12 consecutive home wins. Uh, some of you are looking, saying, well, what's the historic significance in that? Let me break it down to you here. Uh, 14 is the record for in a single season consecutive home wins. So the Grizzlies basically have three. Three home games left. If they win all three of those games, they will set a single season uh, record for consecutive games won at home. That'll be 15. Uh, That happened, I believe, the 2012-2013 season. And then you carried it over into the 13-14 season because that that also happened at the end of the season. And they won their first seven. So the overall streak for the Grizzlies 
is 22 consecutive wins at FedEx Forum. So the Grizzlies, uh, this year's team, still a little bit ways off. And if they are the top that record, it'll have to carry over into next season. But right now, from what we see, this team is dominant at home. Uh, the latest game, Orlando Magic, no John Morant in a game right by soreness, no Steven Adams, no problem. It's just amazing how all these guys just just find ways to to continue to get involved, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this from the historical uh, perspective of the home record. But I want to touch on the game a little bit here uh, for those who may have missed some of the game or only saw spurts. It wasn't the prettiest of games, but the Grizzlies put in a great defensive effort. You had Tyus Jones shoot three of twelve. You had Desmond Bain who led the way in scoring, shoot eight of nineteen. And you had Dylan Brooks shoot 5 of 14. But what you also had was Jaron Jackson Jr. shoot 7 of 11, even though he fouled out. You had Xavier Tillman Sr. career high night for him. Uh, shot 10 of 12, had 20 points and 9 rebounds uh, in this game. Then you had Luke Kennard come off the bench with 16 points, made four of his five three-point attempts. I mean, he, he has, he's been huge. Last two home games for him, check it out, 14 of 16 from three-point range. Uh, I don't know anyone who's listening to this podcast that can do that wide open and open gym, probably on free throws, let alone 14 of 16 from the three point line. Uh, Luke Kennard is in another world right now uh, from the three point line. We talked a lot about that. We'll talk more about him later on in the show as well. So stay tuned for that. But let's get back on this home thing. Right. Because if you've been watching the Grizzlies all season and if you haven't, this will be sort of some good information for you. The Grizzlies aren't that much worse on the road than they are at home. One thing I've alluded to a lot this year is, simply put, the West right now is as balanced as it's ever been. I mean, we've had some seasons where, again, there have been 48-win teams uh, to miss the playoffs in the West. So when I say it's as balanced, I'm not saying that this is the best group of teams we've ever seen in the Western Conference. Uh, like I said, we've seen, you know, 48-49 uh, win Golden State team, Phoenix team uh, miss the postseason. So you're probably going to have teams who went around 49, I mean, not 49, 42-43 games uh, being the 7-8 spot. But the fact is right now you have five, six, seven teams battling all the way from fourth, fifth seed, all the way up to 13. It's very tight. It's very tight. Uh, 12, 11, everyone's trying to get into the top 10 of that play-in. So with that being said, all those teams are pretty good at home. And because of that, a lot of teams in the West uh, don't have 500 records on the road. So I keep emphasizing that being good at home feels like it's more important this season than in most years. Let's go through the splits here. Because I said that the Grizzlies aren't that much worse home in the road. If you just look at the overall spits, this was going into the game against uh, the Magic. It's it's really simple. The Grizzlies make 11.43s per game on the road. They make 12.3 at home. So one more three-pointed uh, made per game. And they make up for it because they make more free throws and attempt more free throws a win on the road. Well, in other areas, the assist numbers. Grizzlies average close to 25 assists on the road. 26 and a half at home. So not a big difference there. But where the difference shows up is defensively. And then we've talked about how teams shoot the three-pointer against the Grizzlies. That's where it shows up. Grizzlies 
at home allow opponents to make 11.7 three-point attempts on the road. That goes up to 13.7 three-point attempts. Teams also make more free throws, uh, almost two more free throws per game. They make 18 against the Grizzlies at home, 20 on the road pretty much. Uh, the assist numbers for opponents go up from 25 to 27. Opponents get more steals. Uh, the turnovers go down. And more importantly, just the most basic stat of them all, opponents go uh, from averaging 109 points per game in FedEx form. On the road, Grizzlies are giving up 116 points per game. Three-point percentage, 37% on the road. Uh, Three-point defense percentage, uh, 33%. At home, so the Grizzlies aren't allowing teams to shoot uh, well from three-point line uh, when they're in FedEx form, whereas opposed to on the road, very much a higher number. So, with all that being said, is at the end of the day, I think it it goes more to the point that the West is so good, but the fact that the Grizzlies are the number two seed, they're thirty-three and five at home. The Grizzlies protect home court; they got a good chance at going really far, and I've said it. A hundred times, and I'm going to say it 101 times here. Now, the Denver Nuggets are in position to get the number one seed, yes. But I'm not so certain that there are a couple teams, I mean, that can knock the Nuggets off, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But there are a couple teams that could knock the Nuggets off, and I think the Grizzlies are one of those teams if those two were to meet. But the Grizzlies are putting themselves in position now with a three-game lead over Sacramento Kings in the loss column, by the way. So now the Grizzlies – are not only in control of, of home court in the first round, but if you secure the number two seed over Sacramento, you got home court through the first two rounds. So that's something I wanted to point out as well. Overall, the Grizzlies, uh, congratulations, 33 wins at home so far this season. The numbers show it. Uh, guys like Tyus Jones, uh, Luke Kennard, since he's been in Memphis, uh, Desmond Bain, all these guys are performing well at home. The Grizzlies are the number two seed, 33 and five. That's a pretty good record. So Grizzlies continue to take care of business at home. Uh, you go into the postseason, you just take care of one on the road. Uh, it puts them in a position to go really far this season. As talking to Desmond Bain after the game, one thing he said to me was, "Good teams win on the win at home. Great teams win on the road. So winning on the road is still on their mind, but." That's a big part of it, right? Another big part of the success for this Grizzlies team is this three-headed monster that they're creating that doesn't include John Morant, Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. That's a grouping we've seen a little bit lately. So I want to talk about that grouping, that pairing coming up after the break. But before we get to that, I got to talk to you about Ultimate GM because, look, I, I, I know it. I know, I know some of you out there, you know, you think you think you can be a GM and, and things like that. Look, sometimes I feel like I can make better trades than a lot of these GMs out here, too. But guess what? There's a place. There's an app. You can go put you can go test it out. You think you you think you can be a GM? All you have to do is go over to Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. It's the coolest game out there right now. And look, personally. I don't think it's easy to be a GM, and this game kind of shows you why it's not easy. Because you got to deal with the challenging personalities of the players, the coaches. You got to hire the right coaches and assistants. You got to trade, train players. You got to make draft picks, and you got to navigate your franchise through free agency, the draft, all the ups and downs that come uh, throughout the course of a season. All of that 
is in a challenging and realistic game where ultimate pro basketball GM is completely free. It's playable offline as well, so you don't need to be hooked up to Wi-Fi or Internet or anything like that. You can play on the go as you want, whenever you want. Look, Locked On Grizzlies listeners, just make sure you know this. You get a 100% free boost to, to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to go check that out. And remember, to download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, go start your dynasty now. You, you talk all, all this talk about what the Grizzlies can do. You show me what you can do on Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about what the Grizzlies did at the trade deadline by acquiring Luke Kennard and how he, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain have formed a dynamic trio. So I was watching this game, right? Uh, sitting courtside over there at the game and watching on press row Luke Kennard be in a game and, and, and make three-pointer after three-pointer. First half, he went four for four on three-pointers. So at that point, he had made 14 of his last 15 three-point attempts at home. Then you watch when Desmond Baines in the game. And it's, you know, it, it, it was a it was kind of a struggle for a large part of the game for Desmond Bain overall. But struggles for Desmond Bain is shooting 18, 8 of 19 from the field, 3 of 8 on three-pointers and still finishing with 31 points because you shot 12 or 14 from the free throw line. Granted, a lot of those was closing the game out. But with all that being said, uh, the point is those two, and look, I've talked a lot about Jaron Jackson Jr., what he's done lately, and how he's become you know, a potential number one option when John Morant isn't playing. I think when you have Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Luke Kennard on the floor, at the same time, it bodes. There are some special things that can happen. The floor spacing that Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain require, and it's not just them two guys. One guy stands on this corner. One guy stands on that corner. Uh, the Grizzlies are doing a great job. Uh, we've seen Desmond Bain grow as a playmaker, so I don't have to uh, labor on with that point. But Luke Kennard is getting opportunities. Uh, with this team. Luke Kennard had five assists. He had 16 points, but he had five assists against the Orlando Magic. You go look at those Clippers games. You show me when Luke Kennard was getting the ball just to even have a chance to get five assists. It was here. You catch it, shoot it, spot up. But the Grizzlies, there's more freedom for a guy like that. And what it does is it makes it so tough on the defense because not only are you not only are you saying, hey, if I stay attached to Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain at the three-point line, then we don't have to worry about it because they can catch the ball and they're going to beat you off the dribble uh, and they're going to get to the mid-range. As we saw Luke Kennard knock down a couple of those shots in this game. Desmond Bain is becoming downhill Des. It's becoming a nickname for him because he's getting downhill but these guys are showing more to their game. And Jared Jackson Jr., it's the same thing with his inside-out approach. But I want to focus on Luke Kennard for a second because you can look up Grizzlies three-man lineups, right? And I'd say go over to the NBA stats, go look up three-man lineups. And when you look up three-man lineups and you put in the best offensive ratings, the first ones you're going to get are very limited productions, you know, guys, uh, pairings that have played uh, a minute or two together. Then, as I scrolled down, I saw a parent that played seven games in 20 minutes together. Still super small sample size, which is something that Taylor Jenkins 
acknowledged, by the way. But that first pairing that I saw play 20 minutes together was John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Luke Kennard. 154.5 offensive rating. That basically means that they average 154.5 points per 100 possessions when on the floor together. Okay, don't want to deliver on with that too long. Just keep keep those names in mind. So then I scroll down and I said, oh, there's another one here that's played 16 minutes together. And the first name I see, Luke Kennard. He's on there again with this with John Conchar and Zaire Williams. So a smaller grouping as well because it's not a lot of games. But then I see one that's played eight games together in 37 minutes. 143.9 uh, rating. Again, Luke Kennard, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant. Then I go down. There's one 57 minutes together. 13 games played. 134.7 offensive rating. Luke Kennard, John Conchar, Xavier Tillman Sr. are all involved in that one. And then there's another one, 15 games played. Luke Kennard, John Conchar, Santi Aldama. The consistent player in these lineups that I just mentioned, and these I'm not cherry-picking these lineups, by the way. These are all ones where I saw that, that played you know, more than 30 minutes together. And all of the top lineups that play more than 30 minutes together, Luke Kennard, his name is on them. He's figuring out how to play with this team. I think with him and Dez on the floor, it gives the Grizzlies a dynamic that they haven't had before. You combine that uh, with the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. is being more forceful in the paint than he's ever been. As you saw, one of the groupings was with John Morant. Uh, John Morant being on the floor with guys like Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard and being able to drive. The basketball it gives the grizzlies an element that they have not had in the past and just looking at this game right the grizzlies shot 12 of 34 from three-point range this was one of those games where we might have looked and said oh the grizzlies are struggling so bad on three-pointers because if you take away luke Kennard's four or five the grizzlies were eight of 29 on three-pointers but if you, take, if you factor in his four or five, 12 of 34 is 35%, 35.3%. That sounds much better than 8 of 29. So Luke Kennard has been an absolute game changer for the way that he's impacted his team. Uh, you, I mentioned these parents. I think him and Jaron Jackson Jr., him and Desmond Bain, uh, what they can do on the floor together uh, really stands out to me. And then I want to point out uh, one uh, thing that I saw as well from uh, my guy Dan Devine. Uh, I believe Dan Devine works over there. He's a senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. And he pointed something out. He, he tweeted out. He said he had to look up the numbers. He said, but I'm going to guess that the Grizzlies are scoring like gangbusters when they've got Bain and Kennard on the floor together. Uh, he pulled it up, and on cleaning the glass, check this out. When Bain and Kennard are on the floor together, there have been 337 possessions. Uh, the difference, thir plus 13.1 points in those possessions. That's in the 98th percentile uh, overall. Then there's the 128.5 points, 99th percentile, 60.6% .6 effective field goal percentage in those minutes, 99th percentile, only a 10.7 uh, turnover percentage, a 99th percentile. The only thing that they're not pretty much 99 percentile in 
is offensive rebounding percentage, which neither of those guys really factor that much into, and free throw rate. Because, again, I've talked about how Desmond Bain, you know, it's a working process. He's getting to the free throw line more, but it's not something he's great at. And Luke Kennard, you don't want him anywhere near the free throw line. You want him standing behind that three-point line, letting it ride. So these are guys that are going to get you to the free throw line that much. But with all that being said, basically the numbers with Kennard and Bain on the floor speak for themselves. And the Grizzlies found something there. The Grizzlies have found something. It's making this offense reach heights that, quite frankly, we haven't seen them reach. You just combine the paint scoring impact with the fact that you have two elite shooters, Desmond Bain, three of eight on an off night. Like, come on, let's be serious. Three of eight on an off night. And then Luke Kennard, what he's doing, you combine those together. And what this team has right now is one of the better uh, shooting duos in the NBA. So uh, Luke Kennard, great addition to this team for what he's doing beyond the three-point line. And Desmond Bain, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., that's a pairing. Taylor Jenkins talked about it actually after the game, you know, getting those guys on the floor together. It's something he's very mindful of. So keep an eye on that going forward. And not only that, but against the Clippers, you also going to get Ja Morant back in that game. But we're going to talk more about Ja Morant and the preview of the Clippers game coming up after the break. But before we get to that, we got to talk about FanDuel, the premier of sports betting plays that's available out there because look here's the thing about FanDuel you got to keep in mind that the final four is here the NCAA tournament's heating up right now and look FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat bet of up to $1,000 man I can't tell you this I know a lot of you have already created a FanDuel account but go tell your friend's friend and his, and his or her friend that look you start off on FanDuel right now you can get over you can get $1,000 back and bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And say, hey, your bet doesn't win, here's all that money back, all the way up to $1,000, uh, depending on how much you want to wager. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager anything from the money line to the point stretch. I've talked to you guys about it before. What I like on FanDuel is the same game parlay. You can just mix and match things together. You can put it together. You can say, hey, I project Luke Kennard to make two three-pointers. I project Desmond Bain to make three or more three-pointers. I think Josh going to score 25 points. I think Steven Adams, when he returns, I think he's going to get 10 rebounds. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to get three blocks. You can combine all of those onto one parlay, and you might have a really good chance at winning. And when you combine those same game parlays, uh, they are worth some money. So FanDuel Sportsbook is where you go to check that out, the premier betting sports site out there. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk John Morant, and we're going to talk Grizzlies Clippers. Stay tuned for that. The Grizzlies are back in action. on uh, Back-to-back, right? Back-to-back, and quite frankly, uh, this will be an interesting stretch to me, not because it's the Clippers, but because we talked about the Grizzlies playing their best basketball, right? They played the Atlanta Hawks. That was the first real test to me. But I'm going to play devil's advocate because I know everyone's on a high right now, and I feel like it's my job to keep things in perspective. It is my job to keep things in perspective. So 
But one thing that stood out to me is, yes, the Grizzlies have won nine of ten games. But you, let's, you want me to run through that stretch real quick? Sure. I'm going to run right through that stretch. They beat Golden State, one of the worst teams on the road. Uh, they beat the Mavericks twice. In both of those games, no Luka, no Kyrie. Went on the road against the Miami Heat. That was the one game that the Grizzlies did lose. Beat the Spurs in overtime, the terrible Spurs. Uh, beat the Warriors again at home. So, again, I talked about the Warriors being bad on the road. Beat the Mavericks at home. No Luka in that game, by the way. Uh, beat the Rockets twice, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Beat the Hawks. I think that was a, a solid win. And then beat the Magic, who a team's on the rise, but you're not going to get any brownie points for beating the Orlando Magic. But now you got to face the Clippers, not only once, but twice. But we're only going to focus on the first matchup. And I know the Clippers don't have Paul George and all that, but this team is so deep. They can just insert a guy like Eric Gordon into the starting lineup, who's more than capable, and he'll fill in. For Paul George, a last game that this team played, a 124-112 win against the Chicago Bulls. And just to touch on what I mean when I say this, this Clippers team is one of the deepest teams in the NBA. You had Kawhi Leonard with 22 points. Yeah, that's expected. But you get 12 points and 10 assists from Russell Westbrook. You get 24 points on eight made three-pointers from Nick Batum. You get 22 points from Eric Gordon off the bench. You get 13 points and eight assists from Bones Highland. Uh, you get 11.7 boards from Zubog. You get 10 and 5 from Pumley. So those two together are giving you good points and rebounds. Uh, this is a test. I think the Grizzlies, uh, where they are right now, uh, 48 and 27 records. So you're talking about uh, seven games left to play, three games up on the Sacramento Kings. So I'm not really too concerned when it comes to who's going to be the two seed. I think the Grizzlies are in position uh, to take care of business on that end. It's more about playing your best basketball going into the postseason. That's where you want to be. You don't want to be rusty, especially with the fact that if the Grizzlies get the number two seed, you're going to have to wait a couple extra days and that play-in team is going to get an extra game on you. Uh, so with that being said, the thing that stands out to me is the Clippers are good on the road. I talked earlier in the episode about how a lot of the Western Conference, for lack of a better word, a lot of the Western Conference sucks on the road. They're not good. And it's not that they're not good. I think it's just the fact that everyone else is so good at home. But if you go to away records, uh, Sacramento Kings have the best road record in the Western Conference, 22-14. and 14. And then – there's the Denver Nuggets. There's the Los Angeles Clippers. Both of those teams are 19 and 18. So the Clippers are 19 and 18 on the road. Being over 500 on the road in the Western Conference, to me, that's saying something. That's a big deal. Kawhi Leonard is a bad man. Russell Westbrook is proven. You know, you can say what you want to say about his, his game style of play and what he's he's done, but a point blank period. This is guy's average a triple double. He's kind of settling into a nice playmaker role uh, with the Clippers. But my number one thing to watch is I want to watch this Clippers defense against this Grizzlies offense. There are some clear ways the Grizzlies can attack uh, the Clippers. For one, you didn't have John Morant in that first game. 
And if the Clippers go small again, which the Clippers like to do, when we talk about going small, the Clippers will use guys like Robert Covington and Nick Batum to play the five. If they dare throw a lineup like that out there, John Morant is here this time. John Morant missed the last game. He's going to get to the rim, and he should dominate uh, if that's the case. And then if he doesn't dominate, Jaron Jackson Jr. should. You remember the last meeting. Jaron was cooking, cooking against the Clippers. I think I tweeted it or I said it. I was like, hey, this, this, we need to see this consistently. And what happened was the Clippers made a couple changes, uh, switched some things around, and lo and behold, uh, it was it was tough. It was tough. It was tough for Jaron Jackson Jr. to score at the same level. But the fact that the Clippers are a smaller team, uh, they have two centers in Mason Plumlee, Ivanka Zubac. If they don't want one of those guys on Jaron Jackson Jr., then Jaron Jackson Jr. should have the night of his life. It's quite simple. Yeah, they might throw Kawhi Leonard on you. I know he's pretty strong. But at the end of the day, if Jaron Jackson Jr. turns over that shoulder and looks, he's going to see the basket. I don't care how big Kawhi's hands are or any of that. He's going to see the basket. Uh, that's a guy who can really take advantage of this matchup. But this Clippers team, you know, the defensive numbers overall don't show it. But if you look at the talent, which is why everyone, you know, is kind of confused. You look at the talent. I mean, you got Eric Gordon in the starting lineup now. Nice two-way guy. Can slide his feet really well. I love watching Eric Gordon uh, slide his feet defensively. You got Kawhi Leonard, former defensive player of the year. You got guys like Nick Batum, you know, long arms, lengthy, rangy, causes havoc in the passing lanes. Got Zubak on the back end. And they have the pieces. The I mean, the Clippers, that is. They have the pieces. So I want to see over these next couple games how the Grizzlies handle that. Uh, do you go through Jaron Jackson Jr.? Is it John Morant seeing, hey, these guys have no rim protection and I'm going to get to the rim at will? So how that plays out will be interesting to see in this game. But uh, the thing about it is the Grizzlies uh, right now, they're pretty much in a strong position. They're in a strong position where they can close this thing out really soon and secure this number two seed. We'll see uh, what happens there. So I'm excited to watch this game. Uh, you're going to be with Joe Monax on tomorrow. He's going to record uh, for this game as well. So he'll have everything covered on Locked On Grizzlies for that game. But before we get you out of here, I want to appreciate you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. But now for your second listen, make game to game Locked On NBA. Uh, every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can, de can deliver. So follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. On Locked On NBA podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Exciting times ahead for the Grizzlies. Personally, I'm excited to cover and chronicle this. I appreciate all of you for really tuning in uh, with us throughout this process. So just recapping some of the things we touched on this episode. Number one, John Morant is expected to play. Uh, that's one of the most important things. So he should be good to go. For this night, uh, Luke Kennard is good to have on the floor and in this game. Uh, recently, he's playing 27 and a half minutes against the Orlando Magic, so his minutes are going up. He's the first guy off the bench, uh, in terms of the wings now, so he surpassed David Roddy and John Conchar. It sounds like for good. So, you have Luke Kennard making a huge impact on the floor with guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. 
And then, last but not least, this Clippers game is one that's going to be fun to watch. The Clippers, even though Paul George is out, a lot of weapons on that team, and it's make for a fun contest. But it's always fun to cover Locked On Grizzlies with you guys as well. Uh, looking forward to seeing you again later in the week to talk Grizzlies and talk everything as we get close to this playoff chase. Once again, you know you can find all my work at commercialappeal.com. A lot more on the way and in store as we get closer to the postseason. So appreciate you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Until next time, Grizzlies fans, we'll see you on Lock.